When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. I told Charity that I wasn't hitting record yet to do her little voice thing, and I just fooled her. Everybody. Sometimes we do that just jokingly, guys. We do the uh, the Howard Stern private yes. parts. We <laughs> do our voices. We and all do that it stuff. just for us. But oh, you guys got a little piece of it today. So I looked at her and I was like, "Hey, go ahead, clear your voice again. Nobody will know." <laughs> um, guys, uh, I made it here safe. We are snowing quite a bit here, and uh, Mark is not a liar because. His street, not one plow has been down here. And I mean, one will not be. Either. The driving wasn't that bad. It was a little bit slick. But then I turned down here. I'm like, are you joking? And then I'm like, because I not that I didn't believe you, Mark. But sometimes when he goes on his little, you know, his little tangents. When, sometimes, I, when my tangents go long, long like that, yeah. it's because they come from a place of passion. I guess so. But he's he was not lying, guys. I mean, I did you guys all a favor. And I told Charity off air my absolutely horrible yeah. hotel experience. Yeah, Mark wasn't happy, guys. And I was like, she's like, you should tell people. I'm like, I can't do two weeks in a row yeah. of me complaining because then I just look like a, a total jackass. Well, and we're trying to be more positive in 2024. <laughs> so, who, and, who said that? I mean, well, we said it last episode. I don't know. I already forgot last episode. Come on now. Yeah, Mark forgets things easily. In fact, in a few, I have an update on a past case and or, or a past episode and he's gonna be like oh i don't remember that but you might no i think you will i don't know what about the time charity we uh got three quarters of the way through a triple d and you realized it was one you'd already done yes <laughs> that's <laughs> so it's right not just me that's right it's true it happens speaking you- of uh stuff going on what's going on with you what do you have for us all right before i get into what i have guys your girl is busting out some yarning. <laughs> she showed me some pictures. They're pretty awesome. I knit and I crochet, guys. And um, I am going, for the first time ever, I'm going to hit the <laughs> craft show circuit come October, November with all my stuff. You know what you should do? What? Is also go on like Etsy. Do yeah. Do your own little Etsy I, shop where you I'm sell not, some. I know. I don't know. I'm not good with that kind of stuff. I thought you were maybe a, a I could four at four point five out of five on a tech scale. I'm a five, that, Mark. You're five out of five. Maybe five point five or six. Okay, out of five. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and I could I could put it under charity case watch. <gasps> there you go. And then people could buy my homemade goods. One hundred percent. Oh wait, where's the that? That's what she said. My homemade goods. <laughs> That's what she said. I wonder if the creeps would buy my homemade goods. They 100% would. <laughs> We're, you're going to get... If they're, if they're a creep, I could give them a discount. 
you're going to get messages right now. <laughs> people are listening like, uh, how do I get one of your yarned hats? How do I get some of your goods? <laughs> They're actually really cool looking hats. You Thanks. showed me. I like that stuff. Thanks, Mark. Would you're you like welcome. me to make you a beanie of, of sorts? Absolutely not. Why? Because I already have my winter hat. I only wear one. Whatever. You wouldn't wear a charity case watch beanie? Uh, my friend owns a company called Original Wheelman. Whatever. Anyways, so he okay. He makes really cool beanie hats and he gives me a new one every year. <sighs> and I just got my new one for this year and it's great. You guys like racing? Originalwheelman.com. Well, ha- check if, it out. Then have him send me the logo and I'll put it on my homemade hat. I already have, I have like hundreds of his patches. I can just give you one. I, and then I can make you one. <laughs> he doesn't even want any of my homemade goods, guys. I do, but. No, charity, no, 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 no. You're not charity, getting any anymore. Look, look around our office. Look around. Do you see any spot where Mark maybe collects way too much stuff and has been doing a good job of trying to clean it out? And yes. Then, then stopped. I just got a, me- <laughs> a message from Steve. What up, Steve? He's in our driveway. Oh, he just said, is he right now? He is. I'm he just said, outside. is this yours? Yes. Tell him. Oh, my God. He just That's took a picture awesome. of my car. <laughs> that is so funny. He's looking in the window right now. Hi, is Steve. He? Where is he? He's waving. He just, he just. Hold he's on. Let me get see stuck. him. I want to come over. All right. So we just paused to wave <laughs> to Steve out the window. <laughs> Charity, would you mind telling the entire world how you really made Steve mad a minute ago? He wasn't mad, but <laughs> he just he just texted blocking my mailbox. Charity parked right in front of my mailbox. I didn't realize. I I forgot what time he delivers. I'm sorry, I'm Steve. I'm so sorry. Steve is the man. He is. I tried to wave to him, but I don't think he saw me through the little blinds. Although the other day, is he? St- Do you have to get out of his mail truck? I feel bad. No, no, he he pulled, he nosed in the driveway and then shoved it in the box. Wait, hold on. Oh, he shoved it in the box. That's what she said. Oh, boy. Uh, but the other day, so I know some of the route that Steve does, so because I see him on other roads. Yep. So I saw the mail truck, so I did one of those cool, like, beep and then swerve at him and then looked in and it was not Steve. <laughs> That's amazing. It was a, a middle-aged lady who looked at me like... Uh, did she give you the... Her life flashed in front of her eyes. Did she give you the number, your number one... I yelled, it's all Steve's fault. <laughs> Say hi by. to Steve. Oh. That's so funny. Um, Steve, I apologize for blocking the mailbox. She doesn't care that much. My bad. I do care. You kind of do. Oh my God, he just said, gonna have to report this to the powers that be. <laughs> Tell him, don't worry. The town, when they do plow, they'll plow it in, uh, so you don't have to worry. He's funny. Oh, sorry, guys. Hey, I have a little bit of an update. All right. Let's hear your update. Okay. So we had done an episode. Let me just find it here. Guys, this is what happened. My technology. My technology. Here's how to test if Mark actually remembers episodes. I got to see how long until I remember this one. So this was episode 37. So it was quite a bit ago. Okay. And it was um, about Lauren Smith-Fields. She, I don't know if you remember, she was a beautiful young black woman that uh, went on a date. 100% remember this case. Yes. And she ended up dying. And they said it was an accidental overdose. Okay. Which I did not believe. Okay. Yes. So her family is very upset. The police responded very wrongly. I don't know if you guys want to go back and listen to it. It's worth a a go back. Yeah. um, It was really bad, guys. They just, they pretty much just were quick to just wrap it up and say, hey, this was an accidental overdose. I think it even took, if I recall, it took like the police a few days to even come to the scene. I don't know. It was really bad. So here's a little update. This was from, uh, I believe, December 20th, 2023 from News Nation. And um, it says the mother of Lauren Smith Fields, the 23-year-old who died, um, while on a date, has sued the city of Bridgeport, Connecticut, alleging her daughter was denied a proper and thorough investigation. Chantal Fields, a resident of Bridgeport, alleges in the lawsuit the city violated Smithfield's civil rights, discriminating against her based on race, negligently handled her death investigation, and treated her unequally under the law. Here's what she went um, had to say. My daughter Lauren was a beautiful young black woman with her whole life ahead of her. Uh, Fields said in this statement, she was denied the basic right of an unbiased death investigation. So uh, I believe this is a civil suit, as I read on. And there was another young black woman uh, who died similarly in the same area. And I believe they kind of clumped them together. Now, I don't know if it was race driven or it was just police not doing their job. 
and people being inept at their job. Mm-hmm. So I, I am totally with her on this because that story was horrible and her daughter deserves a full or deserved a full investigation. Yes. And if you recall, the date, quote unquote, was a white dude. Yeah, I do. So that was this. part of it too. Okay. Like they kind of just dismissed him off and said, you know, you have no liability in this. She accidentally overdosed. So whether she is was black, purple, pink, white, I do think this was handled a hundred percent wrong. It was I agree. And I'm I, I, I hope that some change comes from this in this area of uh Connecticut. And um I did try to look up some of the other cases that we've touched upon that have not been solved yet. And there's, there isn't much yet. So just know, guys, I do go back from time to time and I check on these cases that were kind of left, you know, not re- unresolved, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And just to see if there's anything else we can find on them from time to time. Oh, well, I appreciate the update on that case as our listeners do as well. Yeah. So if you guys uh, find any other information on that, feel free to to step in and let us know. Absolutely. As they do. The creeps are great on that. They send me stuff all the time. All the time. And let me tell you, that group chat man, whoo, those creeps, (laughs) Mike started that and he was like, peace. I'm still, I'm in there every day. Yeah, but you don't comment, do you? I comment and I like stuff. I oh, okay. post a lot of stuff, but okay. I do comment yeah. on stuff. I just like to read the creep, what the creeps are talking about to each other. I get tagged in a lot of stuff and I, I give it the little LOL. On it's a, usually know, the, about the a lull. It's usually about a fart. Do you notice that? Fart, food. Food, farts, food. Oh, double Fs. Farts, yep. foods. And fun. <laughs> and fun. Triple yeah. triple Fs. Triple we should Fs. do we should do a whole a whole segment with triple Fs. Farts, food, and fun. Well, you don't want me to have a stomachache over here, Mark. Do you? you are that's all you. You're that's your segment. You you have to come up with some things for that segment. Creeps, if you have any ideas for the triple F segment for Mark, send it to him oh. or send it to me. Uh, I would 100 percent give you guys a food review every week if you want it. I'm always trying to a stuff, food so. review. Yeah, and then just his fart stories because you know Mark has many. I do have some really good ones. Yeah, I did. I did uh, fart really, really bad in the kitchen the other night. Uh, I, last night, to be exact. Did it? Did it make the other people in the house run to the corners of the of the room? It was. It was loud and obnoxious, but it was more the the fun smell. Okay. For me. Okay. Because then it, it made me giggle. So I was like, Kristen, Kristen, come here. She's oh, like, no. no. I'm like, come over here. Oh, she knows. She's like, like, why? I heard you fart. I'm like, exactly. I said, I'm pretty sure this is the worst smelling fart ever. Oh, my God. And when I'm telling this story down the road, I need you to be able to back up how bad it was. And did she come over? She says, these are reasons why I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? She's like, this is gross. And I'm like, it is not. It's funny. Well, I guess when you're someone who lives with it 24-7, maybe it is gross. No, no, it's not gross. It's funny. <laughs> Guys, this is what Kristen deals with. We're shopping yesterday. We had to go get groceries. Ugh. So we're in Market Basket, and our Market Basket's atrocious, so we don't try to go to that one. Mm-hmm. So we go to the one the next town over, which was also a mistake, <laughs> but <laughs> for other reasons. But we get over by the deli, and I'm like... Did someone crop and us? And then she looks at me, and she goes... She's like, was that you? I said, it was not. She should be able to sniff out her own kind. And I was like, was it you? She's like, no. I'm like, I actually don't think that's a fart. Ew. Like, it's something weird. Ew. And then I'm like, some guy walks by. As we're having this conversation, and he just loudly goes, it wasn't me. We all smell it. Did he really? Yes. That's so funny, and guys. I was like, all right, good. It wasn't just us, but oh. it was something horrible over by the deli area. It was Maybe gross. something was rancid. I don't know. Who knows? Something burnt, something burnt, something. That's for sure. Oh. Could have been a butthole. Could have been bread. Don't know. Oh, my God. That's a t-shirt. Could have been a butthole. Could Oh, that could be interpreted other ways, though. Never oh, mind. Oh, I like it being interpreted anyway. That, could have been I will a, make that. Could have been a butthole. Could have been bread, guys. Could have been. Yeah. If you guys want that shirt, I'll absolutely design that this week. Sorry, so, guys. I got snifflies. Yeah, it's all that Coke. She snorts. He says that all the time. He's pe- people it are going to stop believing so that because it's not true. Yeah, because everybody who knows you knows it's not true. That's what makes it funny. Anyways, guys, I have just a few 2024. Well, they didn't happen in 2024, but because it's 2024, triple 
D's. Meow. <gasps> that gets a meow. I haven't meow. had a triple D in a while. Okay. I'm excited. Let me just start it out. Well, first, in case we have new oh, listeners, sorry. people who don't know what a triple D is, it's a dimwit, a dipshit, or a douchebag. Yep. One of the three guys. Do you remember when we first started this podcast and we had that email that came in that she's like, this is a great podcast. You guys should really stop saying douchebag. It's completely inappropriate. Oh, we went on a, that was about a 30 minute rant we went on that yeah. if this is our, we could say whatever we want. There's a million <laughs> podcasts out there. I'm pretty sure you can find one where they don't say douchebag. Yeah, that's true. And they also only talk about crime for maybe more than one tenth of the episode. That's true. Because we talk about us. That's and true. Pepper in the crime. We do. We put this it throughout. This is a fun show. This is when we started this. We told everybody this is the same conversations me and Charity have when the microphones are not on. Yeah, you're getting a glimpse of us talking true crime and sh- and and shit to each other. And there's lots of like red balls. The the subjects change very frequently. It's yeah. People have to just keep up. I guess. <laughs> I love it. Okay, this first little gem happened in Flagler, Florida. Hopefully I said that right. Florida man. This info came from three news. A man was walking past cashiers at the local Target carrying a $539.99 scooter. It must have been one of those fancy electric scooters. You know, the one that the nice gentleman was riding when he offered me a ride one time when I was walking and I declined. (laughs) It was clear to Target employees that the man did not pay for the said scooter Instead of running off to an undisclosed area, the man thought it was a great idea to open the box and start assembling the scooter right outside Target's front door. Because he needed to use it right away, guys. That's exactly where the police found him upon arrival. Sheriff Rick Staley had this to say on Facebook. Facebook. I love when the, you know, the local sheriff's department and stuff, every town has a Facebook and they like give little funny quotes and stuff. Well, this is what Sheriff Rick Staley had to say. This dumb criminal of the week must have thought he was in another state or city where it's okay to walk into a store and steal what you want and not face the consequences. He didn't get to ride his razor, but he did get a free ride to the green roof inn in the back seat of a patrol car. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there were drugs found on the man. I know that's shocking, guys. You don't say. <laughs> he was taken to jail and charged with theft and drug possession. One of the things that you said that just made me giggle was when you're like, I love it when the police departments put out these funny things. Yep. There was a picture of a police cruiser. It looked great. It was on a snow-covered road. It was a Chevy, four-wheel drive. I don't know if it was a Suburban or whatever it was. Beautiful. And the caption underneath wrote, not stuck. Definitely not stuck. Dot, dot, dot. Enjoying the snow. Dot, dot, dot. Not stuck. Dot, dot, dot. Definitely, again, not stuck. (laughs) Hashtag, slightly stuck. Hashtag, if you have a tow truck, please come help us pull it out. That is awesome. That is effing creative. I love it. That was funny. It made me giggle and laugh. And because most towns would try to cover that up. We got stuck. Nobody could know. They took a picture, put it on Facebook, and had a good old laugh out about it. That's nice. I loved it. It was hilarious. I like that, too. That's good. You can't be too serious in life, guys. Okay, the next one, we're going to start it right up. If you're a person that is staying in a sober living um, halfway house, there are rules that need to be followed, right? I'm sure each halfway house has different rules, usually the curfew, etc. A Boca Raton man, and I didn't plan this, this is another Florida, another Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> Did not plan this, guys. A Boca Raton man, Raton or Raton? Boca, Boca Raton, I think. Okay. Um, had he'd been staying at one of these houses. This house did not allow guests to stay overnight. You see, this man had a lady friend and must have been missing her nighttime companionship. Oh, winky wink. <laughs> That's what she said. So he came up with a foolproof plan. He would just stuff his gal pal into a duffel bag and sneak her in. Wait, what? Yeah. According to the police report, his plan was ruined when he was seen in a Walgreens parking lot with the duffel bag. It must have been tight in there because one of the woman's arms was hanging out of the bag. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, that deserves this. Oh, tight in there. (laughs) That's going to be our next bad review. (laughs) They keep pushing the that's what, they keep saying that's what she said. We've done that a million times. I know. The witness called the police thinking the man was carrying around a dead body. Obviously, I would think the same thing, wouldn't you? 
I always love the one. <laughs> this is another Facebook one. I had a sticker on the back of the car that read, Missing my wife, miss her dearly. If can anybody finds her, please let me know. And it shows it has this like big old ponytail sticking out of the trunk, closing the trunk. That's funny. And I'm like, that's great. I like that. That's almost as good as truck nuts, but yes. not as good, but almost as good. Oh, oh speaking of that, in this is croc nuts, there's also um croc little plows you can put I on your crocs. The- there's so many different croc accessories now, guys. I wanted to buy those for you very, very bad for Christmas. My, what, the nuts or no, the, the plow? plow. I mean, they'd, they'd be coming handy. Kristen's like, she wouldn't want that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure she would think it's I the best gift in the world. I would probably wear them and I would plow a little bit of your driveway when I walked in for you. Why do that? Nobody else does. <laughs> That's true. So anyways, the police arrived and the man assured them that his lady friend got into the bag all by herself. Guess no nookie for him until he has a new place to live. Can you imagine being the officer on the scene? Police on the scene. You know what I mean? Oh, I like it. I haven't I, sung for a while. I wonder if the, so here's a, what would you, case watch, what would you do? If you saw that, right? And you'd call the police, obviously. Would, if the guy was walking away, would you walk over to him and say, excuse me, what's in the bag? Or would you be too afraid that he had a gun or something? I'd be like, what's in the box? What's in the box? Oh no. Best, one of the best movies ever. Great movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I'd get like other passerbyers and I don't know. We all say we would do something, but this society well, is kind of here's my, us to not. Well, because here's my thing. If it is a, a, if you truly think a man is walking around with a dead body in a duffel bag, that to me it would be a dangerous man, right? Oh, 100%. So I, I would probably keep my distance, but definitely call the police like he did. I'd probably be like, hey, what's going on, buddy? I would probably say something because I'm that guy. I yeah. don't care. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, You know what? I don't know unless I was actually in that position. So here's the last one, and I'm going to read it right from the article because it deserves it. Now I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, this is from the newser. Okay. Ready? So um, it cops. She stole car for stripper interview. <laughs> Hoped for impunity. <laughs> Are you ready? I've never been more ready. <laughs> An Indiana woman seemed to think she did nothing wrong despite stealing a car in order to travel to an interview for a stripper job, police say. Confronted by police, uh, Cassia Shelton, 20, acted like the whole thing was a joke and didn't understand what she was going to be arrested for. According to the uh, Muncie Police Department, police received a call about the theft of a 2013 Kia Optima from a Muncie dealership on Monday, WTTV reports. An employee claimed they were preparing to arrange for Shelton to take a test drive, but were distracted as the dealership kept getting phone calls, though no one seemed to be on the other end of the line. The employee reportedly told Shelton to wait while they went to answer yet another phone call. That's when Shelton allegedly drove off in the Kia. Part of the message. Cameras showed the vehicle easily traced to Shelton, who'd fought, uh, filled out a form on the dealership's website. Wow. <laughs> traveling south toward Indianapolis and later returning to Muncie, according to police. When officers showed up at Shelton's home, the woman initially lied about who she was, police say. She later admitted to stealing the car and driving some 60 miles to... Uh, to Indianapolis to interview for a job as an exotic dancer. Sorry, I had to say it that way, guys. But claimed it wasn't a big deal because she returned the vehicle to the dealership afterward, according to... I mean, guys, this is not a big deal. Did you say that in Indianapolis? Yeah, did I say that wrong? I wonder if I saw her at the Red Velvet <gasps> Lounge. Ooh, maybe. Makes me wonder. The documents indicate... I didn't see any Kias in the parking lot, but... <laughs> the documents indicate Shelton actually left the vehicle uh, with the keys inside in a parking lot next to the RDI Motors dealership. However, an RDI Motors employee said the vehicle was ultimately recovered in Anderson, about 20 miles from Muncie. Shelton reportedly told police she didn't know what happened to the vehicle after she left it, but that she'd seen it on some biatches Snapchat. <laughs> oh, my God. She was arrested on felony charges of auto theft and identity deception and faces up to 2.5 years in prison if convicted. Oh, I'm seeing a side note here that the sales guy also reported the vehicle smelt a lot like Jakar Noir and had pixie dust everywhere. So I don't know what that's all <laughs> pixie about. Pixie but... dust. <laughs> yeah. You're, she is a dimwitted dipshit with slight douchebag tendencies. Yeah. You can't just take a guys. This is a side note. If anyone was thinking of doing this, you just you can't just borrow a car from a dealership and drive sixty miles. No, that's not okay. I just no. 
I just want to be clear about that. As we see, I mean, she did. I, I do give her props for trying to like, you know, minimize the situation. I always love how we see these stories online about strippers and they're really smart college girls trying to put their way. And then we hear this. And, <laughs> and then like all the direct knowledge I have of strippers are this chick and the, the one, one that tried to kill you, the one who tried to kill me <laughs> and who went on to kill numerous other people after mm-hmm. me. Like mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. Where are all the good strippers at? Oh, I don't know what's going on. Where that's where are all the good strippers at? New case watch shirt. Where are all the strippers Listen, at? Even if they the, the good if, strippers, that's what it is. The good strippers. Well, you know what? A girl's got to work, and I have no problem with anyone doing doing anything legal that they need to do to make their money. But don't steal cars, guys. Yeah, that's not right. It's wrong. So I have a really interesting case. You got a humdinger for us? It's just a really interesting. It's sad. It's sad. It's interesting. It's kind of got all the things that. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Here at Case Watch, we enjoy. Ooh. Okay. It's about a woman named Myra Anna Rosa Rosales. Okay. Okay. Name is not familiar. This is a very interesting story, a sad one, as most of them are. It took place in Texas, and it involves a woman named Myra Rosales. Myra became a recognizable name for more than one reason. One of the reasons is that she was once the heaviest living woman at her heaviest, weighing 1,036 pounds. Hmm. So that alone is sad. Yep. She was also known for murdering her two-year-old nephew, Elicio, and was being charged with capital murder. Did she eat him? No. Okay, just curious. No, 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 no. That was not very sensitive, Mark, to the situation. She's a killer. She, well, is she? I don't know. You just said. Okay. Well, why don't you wait? All right. And have a little patience sometimes. I'll reserve my comments. I mean, you don't have to reserve them. People like your comments. Let's continue. I don't know if they really do. I I think they do. (laughs) Let's continue to see exactly what transpired. This case is particularly interesting because it is extremely hard to imagine how a woman weighing that much who was bed bound and unable to do anything on her own was able to commit a murder. Okay, I'm now I'm super into wanting to know what happened. Her husband, Bernie, took care of her daily, cleaning her, feeding her, etc. So unfortunately, when someone's that big and they are bed bound, they always usually have a caregiver, whether it be a child, yep. a sibling, a parent, or a significant other. On March 18th, 18th. 18th? 18th. Come, come on over there. Let's go, Tyson. Oh, I love those memes, guys. Those, I never get. I love. Do when they not post. stop those. Please. I love Keep when they post going. them for me. Oh my god, they're the best. I like somebody sent me one privately that was uh, on Christmas. It's just a Merry Christmas, <laughs> and I was like, "Thank you very much. That made my day." Love those. So, anyways, on March eighteenth, two thousand eight, <laughs> in La, La Joyce, Texas, two-year-old Elicio Rosales Jr. was brought to the hospital. He had a head injury and was having a horrible time breathing. Unfortunately, doctors couldn't help him, and he died due to his injuries. Poor little guy. That's sad. Myra was quick to tell authorities she was responsible for her nephew's death. She and her husband lived in the same house as her sister, her sister's boyfriend, and their children. So they had a total of three children all together, but I don't believe all the children were the boyfriends. I think this was the boyfriend and the father of the one that died, but Mm. didn't really say much about the other children. So Myra said she fell on the poor little thing and crushed his body ex- accidentally when her right hand slipped. So her story was that she slipped and fell off the bed and crushed him. Now, somebody that size, how would they even have gotten her back up on the bed? I know, right? right? Ask yourself that question. So it was a little... Something's not right. Yeah. So Myra was charged with capital murder, guys. And, you know... It was made clear. Uh, her lawyer, Sergio Valdez, uh, what a nice guy. Let me tell you, he was her biggest advocate. Um, so she would either face the death penalty or die in jail. He 
he was quick to tell her that because he wanted her to know how serious because they had questions right away. But it's hard. You know, they had questions right away. They they couldn't figure out why somebody would confess to something they didn't do. But yep. when somebody outright confesses to murdering somebody, you you take their word for it, right? Normally you do. Yeah. It's not I'm something sure, you're going to go around and now say. She was so broken up about her nephew's death. I'm sure she was emotional about it. It probably looked like she really was the one that did it. Mm-hmm. Sergio tried his hardest to get her to admit that she wasn't responsible for it. He just wasn't buying it. Okay. They, they even did like tests, you know, on and, and went and saw her in her bed and watched her mobility, and which was none, guys. The poor thing just sat in her bed all day. It became more uh, apparent Myra wasn't guilty when the autopsy results of Alicio's death came back six months later. So for a full six months, she was taking the fall for this, guys. Now you got me really wondering. The results showed that the little guy died of blunt force to the head. His skull had been cracked. His little hands had injuries and lacerations on them as well. There were also old injuries found. So he had been abused. That's horrible. Clearly. So it became apparent to Alicia that Alicia was not crushed by his aunt. So they would have been, the autopsy results would have shown crushed bones throughout Mm -hmm. if that were the case, right? 100%. Someone had killed him in a very violent act. The question was, why would Myra lie? A deep look into the family. This is Mark's going to get upset about this, as I as did I. A deeper look into the family took place. Uh, surprise, surprise. CPS had been called to the house on six different times to investigate abuse. Alicio Sandoval, little Alicio's father, had been investigated many times as well. A neighbor that lived next to the family said she had witnessed Alicio, big Alicio, strike little Alicio and watch the toddler fall to the ground on one occasion and witnessed violence against the children at his hands many times. So he was seen abusing his son and the other children. The two-year-old's father was now the focus for the defense to be able to clear Myra's name. They brought in a PI to follow Alicio and try to get the evidence they needed to prove he was the killer. Around this time, Myra started to get threats from Alicio, saying he would burn her in her bed. He's a really nice guy, it sounds like. Right? Yeah. Piece of crap. Sergio took the threat seriously and knew he had to have his client move to a new home for her own safety. That's what I mean about this guy. He was more than just a lawyer. Mm -hmm. He really, really took her under his wing to try to help her. Myra was so big, a crew had to cut open the side of the house where her room was to get her out. And she was too big to fit into an ambulance. So a moving truck was brought in. This is like so sad. That's super sad. So sad. She was monitored medically for the entire ride. Myra was still standing by her story, though, willing to take the fall. So Sergio Sergio took some desperate measures. He visited her at her home and showed her the pictures of the injuries her nephew had endured and explained there was no way he died the way she said. So I watched a docuseries on this. And it showed him doing that. And the poor thing was just a mess. I mean, she loved, loved that little boy so much. And she became very emotional, um, but wouldn't break. She still wouldn't break. Sergio's next step was to go before the judge and plead with him to push the trial out so he could prove his client's innocence. He was actually able to get 21 days, which is great, right? Yep. Just five days after Sergio went before the judge to get more time, he received a call from Myra. She said she was tired of covering things up and wanted to tell the truth about what happened. She had kept with her story for over a year and a half, but finally realized her life had meaning. She explained how she had always helped her sister Jamie take care of her children. She said Jamie was just 15 years old when she gave birth to her first child. She said her sister wanted to have an abortion during all of her pregnancies, but didn't. Clearly, she didn't want to be a mother. Why have more children is my question, right? Yeah, we all 100%. know how We all know how pregnancy happens. Why not take the steps to stop it from happening? Mm-hmm. Jamie had three children altogether, including Alicio. Here is the real story of what happened the day Alicio died. He apparently didn't want to eat when Jamie was trying to feed him, and she became very agitated. Things escalated, and Jamie began to strike her son in the head on the head and on his body with a hairbrush, like a really hard hairbrush. She beat him so badly, it was obviously he needed medical attention. Myra went on to say that she covered for her sister because she thought she would change after the death of her son. 
She said she knew she was going to die because of her condition anyway. Who cares if it was a death penalty or in jail or at home in her bed? So she had such little self-worth and was so depressed because she was so big and she knew she was dying. That's she took the fall for her sister. Mm. Now, reading in the story or reading the information, she, I believe, was seven years older than her sister and was always took care of her sister and helped with the kids the best she could. Obviously, she wasn't very mobile. Okay. I'm sure she wasn't always bed bound. Um, but she knew her sister was not a capable mother. So she tried hard to like talk her through it and help her and all those things. Well, she changed her mind when she witnessed her sister physically abusing her other children. She knew then that Elicio's death didn't change anything and she needed to come clean to save the other children. Now armed with the truth, Sergio knew he needed to get his client's name cleared. His first step was to have a private investigator set up a hidden camera at Myra's new residence and have her try to get Jamie to admit she was the one who killed her son. The recording showed Jamie accusing her sister of testifying against her. So the the sister was mad at her saying, basically, I know you told the truth, blah, 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 blah. She must have had a guilty conscience is my thing. Mm-hmm. Myra did her best to pull a confession out of her sister. She told her she didn't tell anyone the truth, the real truth, how she was the one that killed her own son, beating him to death with a brush. Even though Jamie didn't dispute anything, her sister was saying she didn't acknowledge her guilt out loud. So she basically was saying, you know, I didn't tell anyone that you were the one who did it. I didn't. And she didn't never said I didn't do it. She never. She just kind of ignored that and didn't but didn't give an outright confession on camera. Still don't trust her. Myra's court date quickly arrived and Sergio was ready to get Jamie on the stand and force her to admit what she had done. So Sergio was delighted. He's like, okay, even though she didn't outright say she did it, we know she did it. It, it, you know, we have the autopsy results and she can get on the stand and then his client could be acquitted. Jamie must have known how things were going to progress because she took off nowhere to be found. It was suspected she took her children and crossed the border into Mexico. It was suspected that's where her boyfriend was. You know, the really delightful guy that beat the children also. With Jamie missing and Myra still having a charge of capital murder against her, it looked as if she would have to go through a trial from her bed in her bedroom. Oh, my God. You see, Myra's weight was in the 800s at the time when she was arrested. The stress stress must have been getting on her. She was gaining more and more weight up into the thousands. Her husband, Bernie, must have been feeding her anything she wanted to eat. So people can say whatever they want, wondering why a loved one would be such an enabler. The fact is, we don't know what anyone's life is like unless we are in it. So you've heard of My 600-Pound Life, the show, right? Oh, 100%. So Dr. Nozardin, they call him Dr. Now, from My 600-Pound Life, got wind of Myra's situation and stepped in to help. He went to Myra's home and explained how important it was for her to lose weight. He put a plan into action, a plan that couldn't fully start until after her name was cleared. So she couldn't travel because she was still going to trial for capital murder. Because until your name's cleared, by law, you can't. Jamie had to come back from Mexico for Myra's life to be saved. It's just so sad, isn't it? Sad, it's strange, it's... I don't know. The fact that Myra thought her life had no meaning and was willing to continue taking care of her sister like she always had, taking the fall for what she did is so horribly sad. The fact that somebody is that has that much disdain for themselves. You know what I mean? Finally, Jamie contacted the authorities and said she wanted to come back to Texas. Apparently, her amazing boyfriend was selling her to all his friends as a sex slave. Wait, what? I mean, some can say that karma, um, that's karma at its best. Sorry. Right. But yeah, that's, uh, that's different. (laughs) Who's to say who some are, (laughs) but I mean, not that I wish that upon anyone, but really it must've been really bad for her to want to come back knowing she was going to be prosecuted for the murder of her son in the car after being picked up at the border. Jamie said she loved her sister so much. Really? You loved her so much that you ran off to Mexico? Yeah, I don't think this is a true story. (laughs) Seriously. Two years and three months after little Elicio's death, a deal was finally put into place. Myra agreed to testify against her sister. 
This next bit of info comes from KHOU11. Did I sound newsy to just then? You did. You're just like K-H-O-U. K-H-O-U-11. Yeah. Just two days after Jamie came back from Mexico, a grand jury indicted her on capital murder and other charges. She was 22 years old at the time. So she was really young, guys. I'm not making excuses, but she was really young. Yep. They, they, I think there's a lot more to this family than we know type of situation. It's a different dynamic. Yeah. She was also charged with two counts of injury to a child, then held um, at Hidalgo, Hidalgo, Hidalgo County Jail without bond. Jamie pleaded not not guilty to all the charges at the time. So she was kind of still sticking by her story a little bit because she was probably, I mean, obviously very scared, right? Yeah, has to be. Jamie Lee Rosales was convicted of beating her son to death and was sentenced to 15 years in jail. So... I have mixed emotions about this sentence. 15 years doesn't seem like a lot, right? No. We'll get into, have more of a discussion on this down the line. So I just find it strange that Myra was convicted of, or not convicted, excuse me, was arrested for capital murder. Yeah. And the charges would take her maybe even to the death penalty. But then her sister just gets the 15 years. That is odd. It's odd, but I'm going to give my thoughts on it in a little bit. Three months later, Sergio was able to personally visit Myra to tell her she was officially cleared. I found an article reported by ABC News on December 2nd, 2013, five years after the incident. Myra was 33 years old at the time and had lost 800 pounds, Mark. She lost 800 pounds. She said, I have lost 800 pounds. I don't even know how I survived that. It's a miracle of God. I was really dying. She talked about why she initially took the blame for her nephew's death, saying, I tried to protect my sister and I was already dying. So I didn't see like I was doing something wrong. I was already giving up on life and the way I saw it. When they began saying I was going to get capital murder charges, I really saw it like they were doing me a favor. How sad is that? That is horribly Mm -hmm. sad that that's how you look at your life. Myra went on in the interview to talk about why she thought her sister finally came clean, saying, It's hard for someone to admit what they did, especially to their kid, and turn themselves in and confess, and she ended up doing that. Maybe she eventually did, but in the beginning, she didn't. Right? Remember, she she pleaded not guilty in the beginning, but I mean, obviously, with all the evidence, she probably just came clean. So anyways, Myra went on to say, I think she did it because she couldn't live with herself no more with what happened, and because she knew I was covering for her. Ugh, I don't know. In my opinion, guys, um, I don't think Jamie intended to kill her son. I really don't. I don't think she knew how to properly care for her children due to becoming a mother so young. And like I said, Myra is seven years older than her and clearly did her best to help. But in her condition, she couldn't help much. I really do hope Jamie has gotten the help she needs via therapy, anger management, etc. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I think in a case like this. This was not a cold-hearted, plotted out, I'm going to kill my son. This was, I became enraged and did something horrible and beat, abused my child. And See, in my eyes, this is where we differ. She can rot in hell. I agree. I mean, I, I don't in agree. In my eyes. I don't agree. I, I. There are so many other avenues I agree. she could have taken I agree, other than killing but her child. I agree. I agree. There's drop boxes at fire departments. There she is. She could have just dropped her child. There off. is. But I also think it's a case of her not having any life skills. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. maybe this her, her surrounding upbringing failed her and in turn failed her child because clearly she didn't know how to deal with anger in her children. And obviously she's not getting those children back. Nope. So it, hopefully she got the therapy she needed to be able to function and not harm anybody else. So this is where I think I upset people because I'm pretty cut and dry. She killed her kid. She deserves yeah. to stay in jail the rest of her life. And that's fine. That's your opinion. And you should have your opinion. That is my opinion. And I'm and sticking to it. And that's okay. And people can agree and disagree. Yep. And that's Me what and we, Charity don't always agree. No. And that's what we love about this podcast. This would be a boring show if we agreed on yeah, everything. Yeah, it would. Let's find out how, My- how Myra lost all her weight, shall we? Yes, I need to take notes. <laughs> you need to see Dr. Now. 
right? with his bedazzled stethoscope. I watch him all the time. I love him. And it's, know what I love? I love how he calls people out. Oh, yeah. There was one like, lady who was like, I'm in pain. I can't get out of bed. And he's like, you stay fat forever. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is his, is his accent, but he comes across. He's very direct. My mother and I talk about this all the time because- she lo- she likes watching the show too. Yep. And she doesn't like how direct he is sometimes. And I'm like, listen, they're getting a, a once in a lifetime being on this show. Yep. Their, their Roman board is paid for. They have one of the most renowned weight loss doctors caring for them. And they're still eating large pizzas. And he's yes. calling them out on it. And they're like, I don't know how that happened. There was one guy. I remember, it was one episode. He was actually in the hospital. And they were, he was in the bed. And his weight kept going up. And as he walked in, he saw empty pizza boxes out in the thing. And he called him. Like, I don't know how that happened. He's like, yeah, you do. There's a couple episodes that are pretty well known. And one of them is the they were on a couple of times. It was two brothers. Mm. One of them had a hobby store. Yes. And both of them had extremely bad attitudes. And yes. it was just great to watch unfold. Yeah. I love watching doctors on TV. It's Doctor Now yep. and Dr. Pimple Popper. Dr. Pimple Popper. Those are my favorite. Dr. Pimple Popper has a much better uh, bedside manner, though. She's very yes. sweet. He, he'll, he'll say, if you want to die, you can die. It's not my problem. But then when patients in his care do end up passing away from complications, he is very... Uh, there was one younger woman who passed away and he called personally called her father and he was very you know i think he he does care obviously oh he 100 yeah. percent cares he this wants is to more help than them. just being on tv for him I oh think. yeah so as soon as her name was cleared she was able to travel to dr now's treatment center in houston she lost a whopping 100 pounds her first week there can you imagine 100 pounds in one week? week her first week she then had about six surgeries to remove excess skin and tumors. It was imperative she lose 600 more pounds before it would be safe enough for her to have weight loss surgery. So she had to lose 600 more pounds on her own before he would even clear her for weight weight uh, loss surgery. So that's one of the things that I like that he does. Yes. He makes you actually do it. Well, he wants to make sure that once... You're doing it serious. That's right. She stuck with her diet and lost the 600 pounds she needed Um needed to for Dr. Now to perform his magic. Myra also appeared on a Spanish TV show in 2013 talking about her weight loss and how she was finally able to um, get custody of her sister's children, which is something she had always wanted to do. So she was able to get custody of her, um, the, the remaining children. Having something in your life that is a goal for your weight loss is 100% what's needed. And that's what she needed yep. right there. Yep. It's been said that Myra now lives in Sullivan City, Texas, and fell in love and married a man named Carlos de la Rosa in 2016. So, Bernie, the other husband, and we, if you watch the show enough, <laughs> a lot of times when they lose the weight, the ex-significant other or the significant other at the time gets broken up with. Because they're so used to being the caregiver when they're not anymore, it the relationship just breaks down. Well, not only that, sometimes the person who loses the weight looks in the mirror, then looks at the person they're with and says, yeah, I can probably do better than that now. Maybe. Um, well, Maybe. What, what is that? The, the thousand pound sisters there? Yes. One of them, that one's getting divorced. The one who has the two kids. Yeah, but that, Amy? Guy's, also is it Amy? A, that guy's also a scumbag. I know. I don't think he should have been on that show to begin with. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. Okay. So anyways, guys, it sounds like she finally found her purpose in life and fell Found some self-love along with true love. So she finally loves herself. Good. And she looks great. She looks great. I'm going to have to check it out. Yep. I'm going to do the little Google image search. Yep. It's it's a good, it's almost like this, um, you know, like you try to find the good in the horrific. Yes. So the horrible death of her nephew is what catapulted her into what she needed to do for herself. Because probably at this point, if she hadn't. She probably would not be here anymore. And I think Sergio, the lawyer, oh my God, he really cared for her a lot. Which is great. I think so. Because you need somebody to be your advocate, you know? So that's that very interesting story, don't you think? I actually was quite enthralled with it. Good job, Yeah, Jerry. Thanks. It just fell into my lap. I love when that As happens. As these things do. <laughs> I just show up either on TV, on my iPad, in my news feed. I love all the messages that show up at the text and voicemail line. That's 603-212-4600. Yes, we have not forgotten about all your douchebags, but Mark's 
been on the road for the last seven days and just got home yesterday. So, do you know what I like, Mark? What do I love? Five star reviews. I do. It just helps the algorithm. Did I say that right? You did. Like I know what I'm talking about in the in the universe of the www dot whatever. <laughs> You Case are watch. So funny. <laughs> Doesn't it? It helps the al- algorithm, right? Helps what us. What was the new shirt we were going to come up with? Oh, no. Did we already forget? We already forgot it. Bum hole, bum, butthole, or bread? I think it needs some more fine tuning. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. <laughs> Whatever it is, all of our awesome shirts can be found on www.crimecreeps.com. Along with the charity's butthole or bread shirt, I guess. No, you're the I didn't say it like that. What? How did you say it? It was the smell at Market Basket. <laughs> <laughs> he, guys, he forgets what he says 20 minutes no, beforehand. It, it could be the butthole or it could be bread. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I did word it a little. Hey, I was uh, more to the point, guys. We love you guys. That's why we continue to do the we show. We do. All right. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.